I'm Sierra. And welcome to Paging Dr. Carter. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, she's still going to keep going. For those of you who are unaware, this is a Two Drunk Girls production. Um, ER rewatch podcast. Yeah. Flashback, huh? That made you flashback. <laughs> Flashbacks. To the 90s. To the 90s. To the glorious um, days of George Clooney on a TV show that wasn't oh. Roseanne. Um, so we're going to every episode watch an episode of er so we'll be doing this until we die <laughs> literally talk it through sort of discuss what's happening play some clips give our opinions on things so the trigger warnings for this episode are just like a it's in a hospital there's going to be death illness sickness um the actual non-general trigger warnings are attempted suicide for this episode so just be prepared for that. So be prepared, and if that, if any of that bothers you, um, maybe don't listen to this one. Yeah, but at the same time, it is ER, so you have to kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna talk about the first episode of ER, which aired September nineteenth of nineteen ninety four. So we were two. Genuinely, I had just turned. You two. had just turned two. Thirteen it's, days. Prior. Um. It's called twenty four <laughs> hours. It is. And the Hulu synopsis of the episode is the chaos of an urban public housing emergency room and the lives of its devoted doctors and staff. A Chicago building collapses and everyone in the ER must overcome personal dramas to save lives. Wow. That's like a synopsis for every single episode. But I feel like they get more specific as you get into it. Yeah. And I love um, it. Like the first five seconds. We literally meet Dr. Green, Dr. Green, who is taking a nap, which is very on brand for hospital workers. Yes. Um, and he is getting woken up because it is six o'clock. It's yes. time. It is time to get up. I love Dr. Green. Um, he's played by Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Um, I love Dr. Green. He's got moments like throughout the series. In this like in this instance. First episode. We're kind of trying to pretend like we haven't seen. Yeah. This and this, ep- like, this introduction makes you love Dr. Green. Yeah, because he works really hard. He works so fucking hard. Um, you also sort of learn very quickly that this hospital, because it is a county hospital, is kind of a mess. Like, when he finally gets up and is, like, walking through everything, I, was, I just remember being like, oh, my God. This yes. is insanity. Yeah, I but like, it is oh, what shit. I assume a an ER would be like in general, and b a public housing run ER. Yeah, like there's not a lot of money thrown at something like that. Because genuinely, um, ER is <laughs> one of the only like medical shows that I watch. I used to watch. Um, oh fuck! It was a Lifetime medical show uh, with the, the it starred like the wife from Home Improvement, oh. but like and it was only women. Mm, I have no idea. Yeah. But, like, other than that, ER was the only one that I've watched, and it's still the only one that I watch. It's the only one that I've ever enjoyed. Like, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. Mm-mm. I don't think I'm going to start now, because, like, nah, I've just heard. too much at this point. So, like, this right here, and it feels <clears throat> the most realistic. Yes, this one feels less dramatized than the other ones do, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, because I've heard Grey's Anatomy is pretty much like a romance just set at a hospital. I've never watched it, so I can't answer yeah. your question. 
Um, but this feels real. Like it feels almost like not only documentary esque because it, you can tell that it's obviously scripted, but it feels like they they make it feel like it's super the norm natural. For, yeah, because like, like there's just shit everywhere. But like or, organized chaos, it's organized chaos, which is I assume an ER would be like. Yeah. Um. Very quickly after that, essentially Mark gets woken up because. Doug, who is played by George Clooney, is Doug Ross, drunk as fuck. is drunk as fuck and Dr. is Ross. in he he is um in a room trying to diagnose himself. Yeah. And you're like you're drunk as hell. And yes. essentially this seems to be something that happens a lot. Mark's like give him this. Well, cuz then a nurse asks off. like this yeah. has happened a lot and he's like only on his day off. Yeah. Which then it's kind of like a lie cuz like as time goes on you realize that this doesn't it's like the only time you'll ever see Dr. Ross have to do that. Yeah. I, I feel like we get to this part really early. Mm-hmm. Like we get to it really late in Doug's diagnosis of sort of being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not supposed to know that he's been doing this for forever. No. Is kind of how it feels. Um, we then obviously see that Mark doesn't get to go to sleep because he gets woken up to deal with Doug and then yeah. goes back to sleep and says, wake me up. And then it's like two seconds later and she's like, Dr. Green. Yeah. Cause we gotta go. The, um, doctor on call for the ER. Yes. That night. Um, uh, we then very quickly meet Dr. Lewis who is played by mm-hmm. Sherry Stringfield. Love her. I love her. I was so sad when she left. Yes. <laughs> Oh, never mind. I can't say that. Um, love her. Love her. And then we also meet Dr. Benton, who is played by Eric LaSalle. Yes. I want to say his name correctly. I will <clears throat> forever be mad at where his name is placed in the fucking credits. It's last. And I don't know and like, he's why so if he asked for that. But he's, I don't know. He was in 171 episodes. He's very high up in the cast list. Yes. And I'm like... And I'm like, did you ask to be put last? Like, I feel like that's kind of a thing that people might ask for, but I don't. And then, like, I don't know. And then, in where we're at and where we are at in this time period, I'm like, fucking racist. Where, was he put like last because he's black a black man? man? Yeah. And then, um, but like, you know, I don't know if that was it, but like, especially in this episode, I'm like, why is he listed last? Like, he's this one of the four main stars of yes. this whole fucking episode. It's crazy. It's crazy, but I love him. Don't uh. like his arrogance. But like his He's definitely char- arrogant. You definitely his see His character it. in like the pilot episode of which we're watching, technically supposed to be the pilot, is fucking hilarious because yeah. like when he meets Carter, it's just like explanations of everything that he gives and to everyone that's like comes behind him is just like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, um, so and he is the surgeon on, he's the surgeon. He's a surgeon. And um, I love his, like, his character is, you're meant to hate his character. You really But, are. like, you, I can't hate his character because I'm like, he's fucking good <laughs> at his job. Yeah. Um, and he cares. So, essentially what happens right here after we meet Benton and Lewis is that a building collapses and they're going to start bringing some traumas in. Yes. So you get a bunch of traumas because obviously in something like that. And I will say ER... I can't imagine watching it as a kid because it is very even nowadays. I'm like, oh, it's a lot of blood. Like, you but know, like, like I think they were trying to be realistic. realistic. I think they really wanted to take <laughs> a hospital and show you what it was really like. Yeah. And they did a great job. They did. Um, so we bring in our first trauma in that trauma is where we get that moment between Mark and Susan where you're kind of like, oh, oh, Hello. Mark and Susan. I'm here okay. for this. Um, you don't get anything else, but. 
Um, Doug has a patient who throws up blood on him because yes. we learn that Doug is a pediatric doctor. And so he starts dealing with like an actual adult. And he's like, I don't know what to do with this. And then she throws up blood on him. And, <laughs> and I'm like, like no, I really don't know what oh. to do with this. <sighs> oh my God. Uh, which I remember <clears throat> when I first watched it, I was like, wow, pediatrician would never have put him in a pediatrician's. I know. Like, George Clooney. Seeing him deal with pediatrics, I was like, he does a good job there. Oh, he does a great job. Like, Dr. Um, Ross is a great doctor. It's just like seeing George Clooney deal with all these infants and babies yeah. and kids. I'm just like, okay. But you really get to see, they don't spend a lot of time on any of those traumas. Um, and then a man dies while he's in trauma. And you see Mark sort of having to go out and deliver the news to a father that his son has died. Yeah. And to me, that is the most realistic thing about this show is how they handle the trauma of finding out that you've lost a loved one. Yeah. Like, because that man, like, gets mad at Mark and, like, pushes him into the soda machine and, like, yells and then sort of, like, breaks down. And you're like, that has got to be realistic and it's got to be so hard to be a doctor. Yeah. And then you also learn that they have, like, a script that they're not, like, taught to say. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, just, like, you have just to be prepared. You can't make it like a personal speech for each time you have a thing like we did everything medically possible and we were not able to save them Mm -hmm. um point blank to the point like they sort of have this calm that comes after all of that trauma and dealing with everything from the building collapse so mark goes into the break room you get what i am calling susan's ass yes susan is so sassy she is dr lewis susan lewis yes she gives me life with how sassy she is even in this first episode i was like wow they've made some great choices yes um and you kind of learn that the doctors and the nurses sort of which seems on brand for a hospital that they're sort of against each other but not necessarily against each other there's just sort of this the nurses drink all the coffee and they didn't make any more yes and it's like y'all are more than capable of making coffee. well because then you also have uh you also have her explain to Ben. He's like, well, where are the filters? And then everyone looks at him and they're like, in the refrigerator. Like, he's never, obviously it's clear that he's never actually made coffee. He just expects in that break room. Yeah. it to be made when he gets in there. <clears throat> um, and then we meet Mark's wife and daughter, mm-hmm. um, Jennifer and Rachel, which I honestly did not look up who plays either of them. Sorry. Jennifer's fucking annoying. Find it later. She's already annoying. Essentially, Mark has a job after offer to work in an actual like doctor's office yes. rather than the ER because obviously the ER would practice, be yeah, it's like right? a family practice. The ER would obviously be more stressful. It seems to work in longer hours because she's going to school. And so she's like, "Well, do this." Mm-hmm. So that we can spend more time together as a family. And yeah. Mark doesn't object, but he doesn't seem excited about that. He just reminds her, like, yes, I'm going to the interview. Like, yes. Yeah, he's like, I'm uh, going. I'm going. I'm he doesn't go. seem genuinely at all like he cares. Yeah. You, yeah. He's He seems like he likes working in the ER. Yes. In just that moment. Yes. And we'll, of course, come back to that later. But um, then we go back to the ER, and Dr. Benton gets his first student i love it because then that's when susan's like are we supposed to get some interns today like are we supposed to get some yeah. new medical students today and um, and then it pans to the group of them like you just see dr carter standing there well you see carter john carter you see john he's not carter. a doctor he's yet. not a doctor yet um he's played by noah wild he's not a doctor for a while huh. no while for a while 
<laughs> Sorry. I've, I've had some wine today. Um, and the meeting between Benton and Carter is fucking great. Let me. <laughs> That's the first tailored white coat I've ever seen. Who is it? He Think he knows anything? Knows how to dress. Well, it's my student. I'll find out. John Carter. Yes, sir. Peter Benton. You the surgical student? Yep, third year. Good. We're going to be spending a lot of time together, so let me show you around so you'll be oriented. This is the admitting desk. If you need someone paged or a chart called up, you do it here. This is Timmy. Don't shake his hand. He's afraid of disease. So if the, much the rest she of it, him yeah. with information. It kind of goes Benton's like this and 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 this. And then and this the whole time, John's face is just like, oh, oh my fuck. god, and what have I gotten myself into? When he asks him if he knows, like, oh, but you know surgeries, right? Like you're like a whatever student. He's like, I did dermatology. Yeah. <laughs> and Benton's face is like, okay, cool. Moving on. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't really seem like he cares about the idea of like actually no. teaching carter anything no it's almost like the first day is i'm going to scare this kid shitless yeah which seems on brand which, yeah which i mean you gotta know what you're getting yourself yeah. into um so the next person that we meet is carol hathaway who we find out is the head nurse of the er she is played by She's julie juliana margiles i want to say her name sure, right yeah. and i feel like i said it wrong um, who's fabulous. She's so fucking fabulous. Like it's so crazy to see her now and then see her in like the nineties. Yeah. Such a different world. Um Carol is fucking Carol's a fucking rock to be on this show. Like, like for real. I can't. Um we also meet Dr. Morganstern, who is the head of ER, who is played by William H. Macy. Also love him. He's a I fucking love William treasure. H. Macy. He's a gem. He's like so him as a character, like yes. has this character Dr. and him as an actor, like yeah. what a gem. Um, and it's we follow Carter and Benton for a while. We do, and it's obvious that John has no idea what he's doing. It does, and then that also shows you how much everyone in the hospital can't stand Benton. Ooh. It just shows you that like he's really arrogant, which like. You get that in the very beginning, but this just yeah. solidifies it with, like, every single station he takes John to. He's like, what is happening here? Like, he's so, so rude. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, like, he says it, and you don't know if he's, like, being serious. Because even if you look at Doctor, if you look at Carter's face, he's like, are you being serious right now? Like, Yeah. Like, what? Like, what are you happening? really saying this in front of these people right now? Like, that they're idiots? But it's like, you can't tell if he's being serious or not. But I just fucking love him. Yeah. Um, Doug also gets a student. Her name is Tracy Young. She is, I believe, in this one episode. I think she you see her like periodically in others, but she's not a main. She's yeah. not a main character. Um, at all. Nothing to like. You worry kind about. of get the information in that exchange with her that Doug is obviously a player. You you get that Doug is a flirt because yeah. she shuts that shit down immediate. yeah. um, immediately. Immediately. No, Dr. Ross. Hi, Tracy Young. I'm your third year student. Well, hello, Tracy Young. It's nice to meet you. Listen, for the next few days, we're going to be working very closely together. Well, not that closely, Dr. Ross, but I'll do my best to help you out. So, if you tell me what to do, I'd like to get started. Just trying to be friendly. I've got all the friends I need. Thanks. It's 
It's crazy, too, because later we'll see her again, and it doesn't seem like she's nearly as confident as she was in that moment. No, not um, But I do like that she's like, I've got all the friends I need. Thanks. Yes. It's a great little moment, and pure proof that George Clooney is a very pretty face. Because they felt like he needed to be. Um, and it's crazy because then it's like, damn, his reputation has gotten to the med students already. Like, yeah, Lord. Um, so the next scene is when Dr. Benton leaves Carter to finish up suturing and the look on the patient's face, face after they've had that whole exchange about how like Carter's like. I mean, I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then Benton's like, cool, you can finish. Because he gets called to. They just look like, um. He's like, don't worry, what? ma'am. I'll have you out of here. In a- what? <laughs> Jiffy. And um, for the majority of that episode, Carter is in the suture room. Yeah, you don't really see a lot of John other than out of the suture room. Um, the next thing is Ross has that little eight-year-old boy who has an ulcer because his mom is stressing him the fuck, fuck out. out. I'm like, yes. as somebody who has had an ulcer before, how do you stress out an eight-year-old so hard that you give them an ulcer? Yeah. I need to know. I feel like I would have been stressed out and an that's eight-year-old. Where, that's where his intern, he has to step in because mm-hmm. she loses it with that mom. She, like, loses touch and is, like, getting nowhere hella fast. It's, I think it shows that if you're going to be a pediatric doctor – you have to have a very specific touch because not only do you have to be able to talk to the children, you, you have also to have to be able to talk to, to their parents. Because he wanted to talk to the patient by himself. And, and the like, mom was like, And no. she couldn't get the mom to like leave the room. But then George Clooney steps in with him being who he is. Yeah. And like, lace and charm. Yeah. Which I... You have to sort of know how to fuck with them. Yeah. And be like, listen, why don't you yeah. go get a coffee? Go sit down. Yeah. Take a break. Like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. He sort of has to almost lie to her. Um, you do kind of learn in all of that that I wrote I wrote this down. Everyone needs Carol. There's that moment Everyone where everybody is Carol. talking to her as she walks when she's down. In the medicine, she's mm-hmm. in the big giant, like, cabinet, and they're like, Carol, Carol when are we going to get this? this? When are we going to do that? He's like, you have to wait till tomorrow. I ordered that. This is right here. Did you look on the shelf? Blah, 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 blah. I imagine being head nurse of the ER is probably actually being, is actually harder than being like the head doctor. Yeah. Because nurses, in my opinion, from what I've seen, I've lived with a nurse, seem to work a little harder in the fact that like they get all the grunt work. Well, because like I know several nurses as well. And it's like they tell you like the doctor is like can diagnose you but like who's the one that's going to give you your shot and like they take your can, blood pressure like and, they, yeah we have to know how to administer all the things that the doctor knows how to diagnose so it's almost like yes the diagnosis is important but like the actual like giving of the meds and things like that is almost more important yeah um and carol's hella good at her job hella that's good at seen her job in the that you can see that in the middle of all the traumas as well like she is on top of it like she knows she, what she's doing she knows what the fuck she's doing yeah um it's also when she's in the medicine cabinet that dr ross comes over asking for something yes. and you sort of get a flirty vibe the flirty vibe that there might be a pass there is there some is there a pass there um, the next scene is when carter goes to help um a flu shot patient and his bedside manner is all I wrote. I wrote his bedside <laughs> manner, LOL. You know, bless this baby. 
Yeah, I mean. This is, like, one of your first moments where he, you get to see him with the actual patient that he's not just, like, giving stitches to. Yeah. And it's, like, Lord. But he's <laughs> also, you have to remember, like, he's a student. Like, he's never done this before. So, it's, like, he's just, he's a precious little. little yeah. Baby. Um, I also wrote down that healthcare was garbage in the 90s, too. Yeah. Because there is that line about how universal healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, a. Like um like a radio thing. I believe Susan's listening to the radio. The CB they talk on yes. CBs. Yes, about universal healthcare, and um, I was like, oh wow, even in the nineties, we're still trying to figure this the fuck out when other countries haven't figured out. Cool. Um, then Doctor Green delivers a baby. Yeah, from a taxi cab. From a taxi cab. Yes. And I was like, oh wow. But, like, I guess in an ER, you have to be prepared for everything. Carter's in on that, too, right? Yeah, Carter's there. He's the one that has his hand, like, there, yeah. keeping the head in. Yes. And he's like... He's like, I have my hand <laughs> in a woman's vagina, and there's a baby pressing on it. <laughs> what do I do in his face the whole fucking time? I love it. Um, I also wrote that the snow looks hella fake in that it scene. Um, it did. For even not for like, being in Chicago, yes. you're like, wow, that's not Well, obviously it wasn't. Big. They film actually in Chicago, too. But it's too. hilarious because in this episode, they talk about the weather so much. Like, it's raining. Oh, it stopped raining. Oh, it's snowing. Did it stop snowing? Like, you it get, seems very <laughs> Chicago, though. Because I think it's meant to show you how long they're there. I wrote that TV shows never get newborn babies right. Because they, they always get like that was a four month old like, baby. They have to get babies that are older. You can't bring a new year old baby onto Hell a newborn no. baby onto a set. I wrote Benton is such an ass, which just seems the whole series should just be called Benton is kind of an ass. Right. It's like who's <laughs> our real favorite character? Carter or Ben Benton. Like for me it's a toss up. But I do love me some Carter. Um, Obviously. <laughs> we love us. They spend Carter. a lot of uh, you learn a lot of sort of medical speak watching this show. You do. I wrote it down because there's even a moment where Benton's like, can we just fucking talk in regular words for like two seconds? Yes. Because when you start like getting all of the diagnoses and they just like keep spiraling into this medical talk, you're like, I don't know what's happening anymore. You don't. And it's almost crazy because then you watch episode one and then like if you keep watching it, you're like, oh, that's that. You start to learn. Like, oh, that baby yeah. got an ulcer. Like, oh, that. And then you can take that to your real life. And it's like, I think I have yes. this. Um, there's a great moment where it's Carter, really educational. I will say like, yeah, it's super educational because oh, like you get agree. to watch them like do IVs. You get to watch Carter try to look you that man is IV. You just learn or, a lot of different actual diagnosis that you're like, oh wow. Yeah. I never knew that was called that. It is. Or like, that's what that is. Like, like you hear a medical phrase that you've heard before and you're like, like that's that what that means. It's really, it's like. Just kudos to this whole show in the first fucking episode. Like, you just get so much. Yeah. And it's so good. Um, there's that moment when Carter's been given a chance to take a break and he chose to nap. And I remember Benton <laughs> comes up and he's like, <laughs> <"Ben>, <laughs> Yes. We just thought. Benton's like, Did you eat? And Carter's like, No, I figured I'd just do it later. And Benton was like, Whenever you can eat, eat. eat. And I wrote down, That is good list. fucking life advice. I love the scene, though, when they're staring at Carter, they're like, three and they like look at him and they're like yeah any it's is it jerry i think it's the jerry. the reception the big yeah. tall one from yeah. the jungle jerry he's like three two and then you just watch carter fall love that um i remember there's a motorcycle accident that comes in to which i wrote wear a helmet when you ride a fucking motorcycle 
Thank you for coming Truly. to my TED Talk. Safety, um, ladies and gentlemen, safety. I also wrote, ugh, ill-filling 90s suits because Mark has gone to the private practice, which looks pretentious as fuck. Like, it's run by a bunch of fucking millionaires who don't actually ever see their patients. I mean... I've never been to a doctor's office that looked like that. I've never been to a doctor's office that looked like that. Uh, it it looks like you could have a spa. Like, they have, like, a Haman spa right down the hallway. The waiting room looks exactly like my old doctor's waiting room that I've been going oh, okay. to. okay. So I you was, have like, a pretentious doctor. I don't. His waiting room is very, like, what are you going to get when you go through the door? But then yeah. when you go through the door, it's, like, a fucking, like, wallpapered mess. And it still looks like that. It still looks like it was made in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, it does definitely look like it's in the 90s. I just think it looks super pretentious as hell. That is the issue I have with that doctor's office. Um, yeah, but at the same time, it's like that is family practice. There is sort of that moment when Mark is finally back at the ER and he's in the break room where you sort of learn that there are like these rumors that Mark has been with people in the ER despite being married. Yeah, thanks to Dr. Ross. Thanks to Dr. You Ross. find this out. Not saying he started the rumors, but thanks to Dr. Ross. Yes. When they're doing their charts. And then like that also gives you a glimpse of like how much paperwork a doctor actually has I to do. I know. There's so, I'm looking at a screenshot of it right now. There's so much paperwork. <laughs> so much paperwork. Um, but there's a moment where Carol's on the phone and it, she says, Paul, I thought we broke up. And I'm like, how do you not? This is so friends. How do you not know that you're broken I thought up? I that was Susan. Is it Susan? Yes, that's Susan. Because she takes Sorry. a call. I should really start writing shit down better. It's a, um, that is, oh, that's, that's what leads into the conversation between Doug and yes. Mark. Really, we should do these after we watch these that's episodes <laughs> very soon. Um, that is Susan because she takes it doing yeah. a whatever. And yeah. She, yeah. Yeah, because in the next scene with Susan, she's in the room with that gentleman who is pretty sure he has cancer, but she can't diagnose him because she hasn't, like, sent him to all the tests. Yeah. Her trying to stay calm while that man is like, just tell me I have cancer. Just tell me I have cancer. Yes. And it's got to be crazy to be a doctor mm-hmm. because somebody's looking at you and saying, just fucking say it. And the doctor's like, I can't 100% say anything and until I've sent you. this also is when cancer was like, everyone was terrified that everything that was wrong with them was cancer. We're still terrified of that. Well, yeah. But, like, I remember in the 90s. Every time my side hurts, I'm like, I fully have kidney cancer. Well, like, in the 90s, it was, like, a really. Well, yeah, because it had really become sort of the norm that you Mm -hmm. were just prepared to have cancer. Yes. Um, Oh, and then there's that lady that comes in, uh, Mrs. Raskin, who comes in all the time because she just, like, it's a, either a hypochondriac or just needs friends. Yes. And she pays $180 for a hangnail because that's how much it fucking costs. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? How many people tell Mark he looks tired? tired. Oh, everybody keeps telling Mark <laughs> that he looks tired. Have you slept today? He's I'm like, like, no, he's fuck. a fucking doctor in an ER. Of course he's he slept, assholes. Him. Um, the day shift to night shift thing is interesting. That's when we meet Jerry. It must have been um, Tim. What's yes. the other one? Yes. We were talking about earlier. He's also great. Um, I don't know why I wrote these. 
they're just patients that come in the girl who smashed the car oh she smashes her dad's car and she's like yeah, really nervous ca- the dad's caddy and then the dad comes in that was a really weird interaction that was a weird it attack. seemed almost gross it was just to watch carter fuck with her mm-hmm. trying to give her stitches while she's moving around um the little boy who swallows the house key doug's like why'd you do it <laughs> yeah why'd you do this the pregnant 13 year old who like refuses yeah. to admit that she might be pregnant yes. very 90s won't tell Carter, but then tells Benton. Oh, um. she has a uh, tubular pregnancy. Yes. Uh, Susan and Mark have their coffee, which yes. is kind of another little moment between them. I really got to say, only watching one episode. Ship Susan and Mark. Yeah. Don't ship Mark and Jennifer. No offense. I know they're married. No. Susan and Mark. I don't ship can... cheating on your wife, but like I do ship no. Susan and Mark. Like watching them together, you're just like, oh, yeah. Um, they click. And then you get to they're bringing somebody in who has attempted suicide. Yes. Um, it's very suspenseful. So trigger warning again. Reminder. We're about to start talking about attempted suicide. Yes. Um, so it's the suspense of everybody seems to know who it is. Mm-hmm. They're not saying who it is, but everybody seems to know. They're not. Yeah. Um, and they end up bringing Carol. Yeah. In Carol Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Um, which who, like before that, like. You get the whole scene of her saying goodbye, like, see you tomorrow, like, all this normal, every... Well, you gotta think, like, that is the way people... The, yes, that is how it, you react. know... Act. They're not gonna let you know. Yes, and I think it's, um... It's really, I would say, Dr. Ross, who is taken the most back by that. Well, yeah, you sort of get to see, obviously, that there is some something between Doug and Carol because he's watching the whole thing. Literally, all these other nurses and doctors are, like, gawking. And, like, and Mark, Dr. Green has to be like, hello, we're going to, yeah. she's just another patient. We're going to do Mark anything. closes the curtain. He's like, we're going to treat her like any other patient that we would treat her. Like, um, this is not a sideshow act. Like, get back to fucking work. Um, and it turns out that she took a bunch of stuff. Like, her roommate can't even. Yeah, she took a bunch of pills and she was drinking. Yeah. Essentially. It's like what the roommate yeah. gives you. Um, and there is in that Morgan Stern and Mark have to have a talk about. Because at that point, it's sort of almost. You feel like it's like a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. That Carol would be treated there. Obviously, there's no other place to take her. But, like. Mark has to resign himself to the fact that, like, his colleague could die. Morgan Stern has to resign himself to the fact that, like, somebody who works in his ER could die. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to do about it? Yes. And then it gets to the point, too, where Mark has to tell Doug to leave. Yeah. Because he just gets reckless. Yeah. Um, Carter gets sick after a knife wound i remember that there's a bunch of blood and he gets very sick i'm like you're you're trying to be a surgeon and that's when he goes outside right and yeah that's when he goes outside and mark gives him a pep talk which i wrote the pep talk which down. is a wonderful pep talk i will say i wrote it down feeling better yeah i'll be okay in a minute yeah i just got to me all of a sudden <laughs> keep your head down there's no rush just relax Ah, it stopped raining. I thought I was going to be sick. I'm sorry. Don't ever say you're sorry. See, there's two kinds of doctors. There's the kind that gets rid of their feelings and the kind that keeps them. If you're going to keep your feelings, you're going to get sick from time to time. That's just how it works. 
keep your head down. Stop it there, but like, yeah, it's the you get to see a real contrast between Benton and Green in that moment. You do of which Gr- kind of doctor. This really just is just like I fucking love Doctor Green, and like we we didn't play it because it's like towards the very end. But Doctor Green lets Doctor like Carter know that like Benton used to throw up. Like he everybody's yeah. thrown up. Everybody's gone through what he is going yeah. through, despite s- what they might say now. Doctor Green helps Carter realize like Doc like Benton may seem like this almighty and like overbearing person but it's like he's been exactly where you're at right now so it's really nice it's a really nice moment and they mention the mm-hmm. fucking weather because they do yeah throw and then fire. and benton and carter sort of have a moment after that in the break room where they're talking about basketball so yeah. there's sort of like this moment where benton resigns himself to i this is going to be my student i have mm-hmm. to deal with it we have to try to get along yeah which we'll see how long that lasts mm-hmm. but like they do try um there's that press lady that comes in and Susan has to yell at her because obviously the press at this point is like, there is a nurse at County General who's tried to kill themselves and we want information. And Susan's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Susan will play. If Susan I was, don't play. If there's two people in the ER that I would not fuck with, it'd be Benton and Susan. I would not yeah. fuck with them. Like those two, hell no. I probably I'm wouldn't a- fuck with Carol either. She can be kind of scary. No, I wouldn't fuck with Carol either. Nah. Um, All the women in this show would not fuck with. Then you learn Carol has a fiance because somebody's like, did anybody call him? And you're like, what? Yes. <laughs> She's a fiance? Her fiance. <laughs> How do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? I feel so bad for him, but like, he seems like a nice guy. He reminds me, you know who he actually genuinely reminds me of? He reminds me of, I can't remember the character's name, but who Elliot Stabler plays in Runaway Bride. They give me the same oh, energy. Oh, Julia Roberts' um, fiance yeah, in that they movie. They give me the same energy, right? <laughs> same that, like, exact, dorky, we're going to go climb macho, a mountain for a honeymoon. But then I'm also going to, like, yeah. gonna, like, make jokes because, like, he works with children. And, like, he, they, you know, like, you have to make light of the situation. football coach. So yeah. they give me the exact same energy and they also kind of look similar. Yeah. What's um, his name? The guy who plays Elliot Stabler? No. the, the fiance? Carol's fiance. Didn't write it down. Find out in the next B. episode. I think it's Ben? Brent? I don't know. We'll find out in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote Carter and the girl in the maid outfit. Do you remember her? He, like, gets a patient that comes in. She's wearing, like, a maid outfit. She, like, gets sexy with him. I don't remember that. I remember that with Dr. Green. I wrote Carter. Because remember, there was that girl who had the burns on her thighs. Wow. My bad. And the maid outfit. Um, I can't remember. Oh, and then Doug gets that woman that comes in with her baby that's being beaten. beaten. She's trying to claim that it's not her. Yeah. It's the babysitter. And the babysitter's the one that brought the baby in. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's just really sad because he was supposed to, the baby was supposed to be portrayed as like an infant. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was really sad. Um, there's a moment where you can obviously see that they don't have enough surgeons. The guy with the knife wound Mm -hmm. has to go up and be brought into surgery and nobody can deal with him, work on him. Mm -hmm. And so Peter is like, fine, I'm fucking scrubbing in. And everybody's like, you're not allowed to do that. And he's like, I'm doing it anyway. And that's another reason why you will love Morgan, Morgan Stern. Morgan Stern. 
because he doesn't even like he's not like oh what the fuck are you doing he's like great job peter i'll take it from here he though. definitely like takes over he does he says i'll take it from here but then he also makes sure to be like he's like, like you did a good job good job peter yeah. like he wouldn't um, have survived without you like he gives peter what he knows peter needs yeah to be able to leave the room like i have to tell peter he did a great job so peter will leave mm-hmm. like Morgan Stern is just a gem. Like, I can't say that. Morgan Stern is a gem. He's a gem. gem. He's a great person. Um, There's this moment where Mark's kind of sitting in the ER looking around, and he realizes he doesn't want to do anything else. I think he says it out loud, too. I can't give this up. Something like that? Maybe. I didn't write down that he does, but he he does realize. He says something out loud. He's like... I can't give this up. Yeah. He and does realize that he really loves the work that he's doing and he doesn't want to go be in a private practice where everything feels a little bit more. I think for him, it's more like he, you can see the fruits of your labor in an ER. Like you can, I can physically go and treat well, and you. Also you talk face to face and with people and get to know them. And, and like, I think Mark thrives off the fast pace. Mm-hmm. I think he does. And I think he, lo- um, he likes that. He doesn't have to see his wife all the time. I wrote what happens to Tracy. Cause she like never shows back up in this episode. <laughs> Tracy. Doug's. Ah, yeah, her, his intern. <laughs> this is the moment where the cop brings the diabetic in. Oh, yeah. And he's I like, love Jerry. he probably saved his life. And the cop looks so proud. Hold on, let me play it. <laughs> you did the right thing. We got a diabetic ketoacidosis. Let's go. Probably saved his life. What do you want, a medal? I fucking love Jerry. Jerry gives me life. Jerry's fucking great. Um, Jerry, who is played by, ladies and gents, let me find it. Uh, Jerry, who's played by Abraham Ben Ruby. You'll recognize him from George of the Jungle. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever seen George of the Jungle, he plays one of the bad <laughs> Instantly, guys. Instantly, you'll recognize uh, him. <laughs> um, and I think that's why, like, in some later on episodes, you'll realize he's, like, not there. I'm like, is he filming George of the Jungle? I don't know. I don't remember when that movie came out. Um, but he's a treasure. Oh, this is the moment where Susan's listening to the radio and somebody calls in about health care. Yes. And um, in, I, I wrote in the 90s, we wanted national health care and it still hasn't happened. This is 1994. We are almost 30 years and we still don't have national health care. So that's fucked up. Um, and in the end of this episode... <laughs> <laughs> Your face when you—that's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked up. I'm gonna drop my, I'm gonna drop my notebook because that's so fucked up. Yeah, um, I do feel that way. Um, so in the end of this episode, what happens is Mark goes into the room, puts a sign on the door that says "Wake me at this time," mm-hmm. and the episode essentially ends the way, way it started. started, which I think is, is sort of nurse's name. I don't remember. Okay. They don't say it. I don't think, um, yeah. but she's also great. Yeah. Um, but it sort of gives you the context that working in an ER or doing anything like that would sort is of a be loop. a loop. Yeah. You go to bed, you wake up, you do, do the work again. and you go to bed and you wake up and you do you it again. again. And it's, and then you ev- get to go home for 48 hours and you go and do it. Again. Yeah. So, but that's the first episode of VR. That is. It's if you've never watched ER and like you're watching it along with us, which like I hope you do because like it's a great show. Mm-hmm. The first episode of ER though, you're just like it gets you excited. It's a really long episode. It's like an hour and a half. It is. It's a very long, so much happens. So much happens in the first episode of ER. But like 
it makes you want to watch the second episode. It did its job. You're like, I need to see what oh, happens. Yeah, I, I need to know if Carol survives. I need to know this. I need to know that. I need, does Dr. Carter fucking make it? Like, <laughs> Is he going to survive? <laughs> Is he going to last? Did he throw up? Like, you yes. know, and then there's Bitten, and it's like, is he always going to be like this? Yeah. It just, and then you're just like, and I would like to see George Clooney. So a little bit more. Uh, just a little bit more. more. And then um, there's Susan, and you're like, fuck yeah, I want to see her beat the shit out of someone. Yeah. Now, um, do we want to do a rating system for this one, too? I give it four out of five stethoscopes. <laughs> what? I like that. Yeah. I'm going to give it, because it's a first episode, it does its job. Telling you what might be coming. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I'm going to give it. What do I want to use? Ivies. I'm going to give it three and a half. (laughs) Really bad 90s suits. Okay. Baggy suits. 90s baggy suits. Yeah. It was a good moment. ER is a good moment in time that lasted for like 15 fucking years. It's going to be really fun when we get to like episodes that I've never even fucking seen before. I know. Because I did stop watching. (laughs) I watched this as a kid, but like, yeah, I watched what would have been the earlier episodes. Yes. Like this, this and the West Wing are shows I used to watch with my mom. I just used to watch them on like Saturday mornings when I would be home. I used to watch them with my mom. Or like during the summer when they would come on TNT. Yeah, I didn't have cable. Oh, we had cable. I used to watch them, like, at weekly, like, as they came on. And I remember my mom would get so excited. And then I remember being a kid and not knowing, like, who George Clooney is. And, like, watching it now. I'm like, oh, well, I see why this bitch was watching this show. It's George. It got George Clooney on it. It has George Clooney. Now that my mom's a bitch. And no while. No while is a fox. He is. I used to be in love with Noah while. I love him. And also, like, I watch this now. I'm like... Dr. Green get it? I think he could get it. Anthony Edwards could get it. it. I mean, no shock here. I like bald men. So, <laughs> Dr. Green could have gotten it. Just let it you know, Dr. Green is hella bald. If you if you're not like watching the show and you're yes. just like like to hear He's people. Like a cute bald though. The glasses. Not everybody can be cute bald. We live with a cute bald. So, <laughs> as you look at your picture, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that it's was. A, it's a fun show. I'm gonna lay down. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little tipsy. Um, yeah. That was the first episode of ER. And it was amazing. It, it was, was beautiful. Good. Um, tune in two weeks from now. This is going to be every other Tuesday. Yeah. So we will be doing this until we die. We will literally be doing this until it's we die. Like 60. How many episodes are there? Um, we did it. It's going to take 12 years. Oh, yeah, At the we rate did. that we're going. Because <laughs> we decided take, not to do it every every week. Gonna, since we're doing it So tune in for 12 years. <laughs> for 12, we've got you for 12 years. Just like ER did. Because <laughs> um, I don't think it's on anymore. No, it's not. It ended at like 15 seasons? Something like that. Something fucking whack. Prepare for that. Um, Be Follow us at Two Drunk Girls Productions on Instagram. That's where you'll get all of your paging Dr. Carter mm-hmm. information. It'll also be on Two Drunk Girls Pod and um, Twitter. Yeah. And Two Drunk I'm Girls on Facebook. And then on Tumblr, I'm working on making a paging Dr. Carter Tumblr. Mm-hmm. So that will have like all, nothing but. Because the Two Drunk Girls Productions Instagram has everything that's not just a Two Drunk Girls podcast, podcast on it. 
Um, but if you're just looking for specifics on Paige and Dr. Carter, you can go to our Tumblr, yes. which I will announce and when I make it. Make sure <laughs> to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Tell us some of your favorite moments uh, from yeah, ER. Tell us because please. I know you have some. Everybody this watches ER. Everybody has seen ER. Tell us. And please watch ER along with us. Yeah, rewatch it with us, or watch it for the if you're watching it for the first time. Boy. Welcome. Welcome to the shit show. What a life choice you've made. Strap in because it's gonna get bumpy. Oh yeah. Um. On that note. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm Sarah. I'm Sierra. And this was Paging Dr. Carter. Yeah, I forget how we end these. Yeah, I didn't. Goodbye. <laughs>